0: Welcome to the Choose You Now podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Hever, and we are here. It is our June Q&A. Hello, producer Sanford. Hello, producer Adam.
1: Hello. Hey, what's up, listeners?
0: (laughs) How's everyone doing? Good, how are you?
1: I got a pep in my step. Yeah, you do, don't you, Adam? Yeah, it's because yesterday, hey, listeners, you you, you know, we (laughs) obviously do these beforehand. Yesterday, we did the recording with Dr. Suzanne which came out seven days ago, and um, I had just gotten off of a red eye, just landed pretty much, and uh, I had, had no pep in my step, so I'm making up for lost time.
0: <laughs> Nothing <laughs> like a good night's sleep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. But I'm good. We got lots of cool stuff to talk about today.
2: Yeah. We always so I- Juliana, is there anything else you want to say before we start?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, just quickly, I, we threw this together really last minute because a lot of you have been following this story, but I was in, I had to go to Mexico like emergency last minute because my dad was in surgery or no, he had an emergency and he ended up with surgery. It was a whole long, crazy thing. And um, so we were kind of delayed and we had a little, we had a miss a Sunday, which was such a bummer. That was our first Sunday in over what, almost a year and a half of us.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure we had ever missed a Sunday, and uh, listeners, this, for example, is episode number 82, (gasps) no, maybe 81, so, I mean, just to show you how committed we are to you.
0: (laughs) Yes, we are. We are, yeah, Yeah. wow, gosh, time flies when you're having fun and Mm -hmm. hanging out with you guys, yeah, so it was weird to have to skip that. So I'm so glad that we we're able to get our June Q and A, even though it's a little late, but better late than never. And we threw out, I threw out a um, question for question, a poke for questions yesterday, and got a ton of responses. But I think we're going to stick to just Instagram because that's kind of where everything came from this time.
2: That's great. Well, let's start. Um, these questions are actually really, really great, as always. So we're going to start. So as always, please, listeners, forgive me if I am mangling your. Instagram handle. Thank you. Our first question is from Coat441 on Instagram. Are there any foods that are particularly beneficial when recovering from a sports injury?
0: Well, I want to say personally, I know at Coat441 and adore her. And I'm so glad she asked this question because we've never talked about this. And this is something that I don't know how many people deal with sports injuries. I, I have them. I'm sure. Have you guys ever had a sports injury?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Many years ago, when sports was my forte,
0: hurts. There are,
1: you don't, you don't get too, you don't get too many uh, horrible podcasting injuries, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's safe. It's safe. Yeah. Podcasting is safe.
1: That's
0: right. So I'm glad she asked this because I think it's something that everyone can relate to. And you know, everything about an injury, everything about illness, injury, disease, all starts with inflammation. And what is inflammation if you go back to its roots? It's basically like the immune system's response to a harmful stimuli. So this could be pathogenic, like a microbe. It could be a damaged cell, like from an injury. It could be a toxic compound that you, around the world that you're in your, in your environment, a radiation. There's different things that can cause this process to begin. And what it does, it's like this body is protecting itself. It's so gorgeous the way our body works. It just, on its own, you don't have to tell it to do anything. It just, it's working to, it puts fluid and heat and all the stuff that it needs to do to remove this injurious stimuli and and just try to get the whole healing process going. So there's basically this whole cascade of events that take place once you get this injury or whatever this exposure is. And these acute responses lead to all sorts of things. Now, this could be chronic and this could be something from like overuse injury. There's so many things, but pretty much everything starts from inflammation, the inflammatory process. So this is what we talk about all the time here. What I love about a plant-based diet is that it is so anti-inflammatory and it basically supports your immune system. It helps the process take place and go through and get better and heal. It's basically the healing process. And so things specifically to consider, of course, the whole food plant-based diet is incredible, but there's also evidence that things like the time-restricted feeding, which we've talked about here a lot, just having a break from eating, allows your body to engage in that healing process, to shunt all the energy or more energy towards this healing process. So just not eating all the time is a really good way to help with inflammation. And then of course, whole plants, you know, as whole as possible. I I like to say, eat plants, whole plants, nothing but the plants, so help your health. And these foods are filled with these different phytonutrients that are anti-inflammatory. And of course, this is what goes back to the six daily threes. I want you to consider eating the rainbow, those dark reds and oranges and yellows, and of course, those leafy greens and the dark blues and purples. Like if you can try to get a rainbow, Sanford, how many years have we been talking about eating a rainbow? At least every day, like that should be on your plate every time because then you're going to get a wide array of these compounds that are going to help quench those pathways that are happening in the inflammatory process and help expedite or just make it more efficient to heal. And then on the flip side of that, not only are you getting this cascade of deliciousness from these nutrients from these plants, but you're also swapping out. It's like you only have so much real estate on your plate, right? So if you're filling your plate with these wonderful foods, you're avoiding the pro-inflammatory compounds. We know that animal products, especially dairy and red meat, and those things really are pro-inflammatory inflammatory. They have compounds like heme iron and saturated fat that cause inflammation. And sugar, refined sugars, refined sugars cause inflammation too. It's very inflammatory. And this, again, will light up throughout your body in different ways. Fried foods, white flour, all those things are things you want to avoid. So it always goes back to eating more whole plants, getting a lot of color, you know, the the mushrooms, the vegetables, the legumes, all of those have different anti-inflammatory compounds that will help quench this process. So rest, you know, eat plants, eat less frequently and drink lots of water and your body will heal itself.
2: And if I can also add, you know, eating the rainbow is something. Yes, you taught me that, but it is pride month. And so, you know, to to celebrate pride you know, it might be a good idea. If you've never eaten the rainbow before, this would be the month to do it.
0: (laughs) I love that, Sanford. Yes, eat the rainbow, at least for pride and for your health. It's like a win-win situation.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Support your LGBTQ plus, no, LGBTQAI plus uh, brothers and sisters and non-binaries and all of those wonderful people. Um, Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you, Cook 441 Our next question, again, from Instagram. Again, I'm going to butcher this. You'll please forgive me. Monica Mayor Quinn Vasquez. I'm sticking to that. I eat plant-based and I've been feeling indigestion, even with water and tea. What foods do you suggest? I will say, I love this question.
0: Very common. Again, a really good question. So thank you. I want Monica- Um, well, okay. So what is indigestion? Well, typically this is what we would call gastroesophageal reflux disease. So GERD for short, or AKA reflux or heartburn. And it's basically caused by this, like, it sounds kind of interesting, but regurgitation of stomach acid, right? So like it comes back up in the esophagus and it, oh my gosh, I was like, oh, it's not a big deal, but I had it once. And I was like, oh my, I had so much empathy for all of the clients I worked with. And I couldn't believe how painful, like it feels like a heart attack. It's so painful. And it also, not only can it be extremely painful, it could also lead to more serious complications like more inflammation or ulcers. Even certain cancers are implicated with chronic GERD and reflex. So- We know, of course, you know I'm going to say this, going plant-based is very, very effective at reducing GERD, but as you said, Monica, you already are plant-based, so let's talk about that. What are other things you can consider when you are dealing with this this condition? Well, basically, you want to make sure you've tested, if this is something chronic, you want to test for something called H. pylori, and this is an infection infection. It's, it's relatively common. Uh, I think it's like twenty percent of the cases of this. When, when you get the signs and symptoms, don't quote me on that. But it can cause gastritis, a stomach acid. And it, but you know the good news is it can be treated with medications. But you know if you're noticing things like um, it's not going away, this is something you want to address with your doctor. But here are some other things that can impact or increase your risk for GERD. Having extra weight, being overweight or obese, can lead to GERD. Uh, smoking can lead to GERD. Of course the diet is really important, but here's a a really interesting part. A lot of people will eat and then lay down. Like, let's say you're having your big dinner and then you're going to lay down and watch TV and you're just going to lay on the couch. So when you change position and you go down, you're basically like taking away all the benefits of gravity. Like gravity really actually helps you digest because you have to go through that big old long GI tract. So what they say, what we suggest is to sit upright for at least two hours, maybe an hour, just to get it through your stomach and into the GI tract so you've got it past the esophagus. That's very, very helpful. The other thing is if this is a chronic thing, we recommend elevating your head during sleep. So you could put one of those like foam wedges or like some extra pillows so your head is just above your chest and you just have a little bit more more room. And again, you're basically utilizing the power of gravity to get things down there. But if you're already eating hopeful plant-based... Oh, one more thing is that if your stomach is super full, like if you eat a lot, which... Believe me, I do too. No judgment or shame. Like I I tend to do that sometimes too much. It will keep, it will go backwards. Like that's where you get so full that it pushes on that, that little flap up there, the L E S, and it and you get that those symptoms. So eating smaller, more frequent meals can help with this as well. So if none of those help, I would definitely consider going to your physician, find out if it's H. pylori and see what other treatments you may want to try temporarily. But hopefully that will help.
2: I don't I don't know if this is related, Juliana, so you'll forgive me, but I remember when we were shooting What Will Juliana do, you got very sick. Do you remember Um, that?
0: You know what that was, Sanford?
2: (laughs) I'm gonna confess. You ready?
0: I was living in my favorite place in the world, for I had the six weeks with you. It was like the best time of my entire life. I'm, I loved every minute of that, but I'm sitting there and you guys, I was put up in this great little studio apartment, like in the city. I'd always wanted to live there. And one night I was like sitting there going, oh my gosh, I've heard that in New York city, you could order anything at any time of night and <laughs> it comes to your door. And I ordered a vegan pizza.
2: Pizza. I remember it was pizza. Yes.
0: It was the best pizza, and I remember I did exactly what I just said. I just ate way too much, and I don't know what that pain was. I just wanted to die because it was like oh. I had not eaten pizza like that in a long time.
2: I, re- I remember that like it was yesterday, and you you plowed through. Let me tell you. You, you did. Anyway, uh, Michelle, you're going to forgive me. I'm going to completely butcher your last name, Michelle Boudet-French. I that's think good. It. Is, is,
1: it, is, is it possible she's just French and her last name is Boudet?
2: Okay, let's do that. Michelle <laughs> underscore and if, Boudet a, French. And if it
1: is, my bad for ab- abbreviating your name there, Michelle.
2: Well, I actually enjoy that, Adam, very much. So Michelle Boudet French.
1: Yeah, I'm going to change my handle to I'm Adam Connor American. <laughs> <laughs> I and I get the that. wrong crowd following me. Anyway, go
2: ahead. Um, but I think this is a really interesting question that Michelle has, because I do think that this may be a concern to people who are thinking of going um, whole food plant-based. So Michelle wants to know that she's been whole food plant-based for two years and she still has low energy. So what are your thoughts on that, Juliana? I'm really curious to see what you have to say about this.
0: Well, I would say I would love to know more information. This is when I have clients that reach out to me. I actually dealt with this with a client yesterday yesterday. And I saw that, well, she tended to be low energy forever. And like sometimes she's better and sometimes she's not. But then you have to go, okay, what's really going on? And what I have my clients do is get lab work done. Like it's always good to have annual lab work just to stay on top of things, to have a baseline. But then I would check things like her thyroid. Uh, That's important to make sure everything – if everything's at optimal levels, let's go from there. Okay, let's just assume that everything is healthy and you switch your diet and then I would make sure, first of all, what's your activity like? Are you active? Are you working out? Did any of that change when you changed your diet? And then what are you eating? So how frequently are you eating? What is the constitution of your diet? Are you including the six daily threes? It's so important. Make sure you are getting legumes and nuts and seeds and all the different colored vegetables and some fruit and all of those and mushrooms I've added there too. Those are foods that are really, really healthy. But then also, I'd want to know: Are you taking a multivitamin? Are you getting your B twelve? B twelve is something I'm always worried about, and that can affect your energy. So I don't know if she had a dip in her energy or if it just hasn't gotten any better. It sounds like she, it hasn't just hasn't improved. And you know, you hear these people saying, oh, "I went whole food plant based and everything was cured and I feel better than ever," and that does happen. Absolutely, I see that every day. But you know, you still need to fine-tune things and be aware of all the other factors. So I would need to know more information, but those are the things that I would look at first.
2: Very good. Very good. I'm going to jump around, Juliana, just so you're not uh, surprised. Okay. Um, anyway, Michelle Boudet-French, thank you for that question and good luck to you. I hope, I hope uh, your energy levels go up soon. Um, our next question is oh. from...
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And I'd be remiss to say sleep. Oh, my gosh. Make sure your sleep hygiene is at its, you know, it's it's keen. You know, you're, you're not on your screens and you're sleeping a certain amount of hours. You go to bed at the same time. You wake up at the same time. All those things are really important for energy as well. Sorry. Had to throw that in there.
2: No, yeah, that's good. Um, thank you for that. Okay. So Wana Yabenko, I'm sticking to that, um, wants to know, uh, what do you do when your weight stops dropping, but you still want to lose more? Can I just say story of my life?
0: Ah, well, <laughs> it's a story of a lot of our lives, which is the whole premise of Choose You Now Diet. It's like lose weight for the last time is the subtitle. And Wana, I know Juana. And I when I saw her question, I reached out. I'm like, okay, I'm going to answer this question because a lot of people can relate. But I know she knows exactly what that means and what she's supposed to do because we've done this together. And if your weight stops dropping, it's always a food. What are you doing? You're eating too much. There's no way. If you really want to lose this weight, go to get, pick up the Choose You Now diet if you haven't read it yet. Basically, you have to create a deficit to lose weight. I don't like witnessing. I don't like experiencing. I, I know how painful it is to lose and gain it back and lose and gain it back. And that roller coaster that so many of us want to get off of. And that's what I help people get off of because the key is you get, you you carve out a period of time. If it's 10 pounds, you carve out, I don't know, two to three weeks. If it's 20 pounds, four to six weeks, whatever it is. Remember, it's 0.4 to 0.8 pounds a day if you get really serious about this. All of my clients lose 0.4 to 0.8 pounds a day predictably when they follow this plan, meaning nobody's broken, meaning this is always the food. So you carve out this period of time. You, you focus, focus, focus. You take a break from exercising intensely, and you just, just chill out, take care of yourself, do loving things. And do everything you can to entertain and enjoy life and bring pleasure elsewhere because you're not, you know, you're just switching over from food temporarily. You're eating really healthy, delicious food and you create this deficit. And then that diet starts when you get to your goal weight. It's not like, okay, I'm done, moving back on like that. You know, that's like the kiss of death if you go, okay, I'm back. I lost it. I'm done. And that's what we all have done. I've done that. I did that my entire life. But at that point when you're so vulnerable and you're like the spring that's stretched out to max capacity, that's when everything matters the most. And then you go into maintenance mode. And that's what I do with my clients. We step into maintenance mode very conscientiously so that your body gets used to this new weight. It's kind of like our bodies are brilliant at homeostasisizing. Like our bodies just love homeostasis. We're brilliant at that. And so you want to just get your body going, oh, this is a new number. Okay, we're going to settle in here a little bit. We're going to get comfy. And you just kind of like seal the deal. And then slowly, slowly, you could step ways into more activity and more variety and all those other things that um, will be for life. So if your weight stops dropping, rein it in.
2: Interesting. Um, and also, we're going to do a little bit of a follow-up question to Juana's question. Ruth wants to know, Ruth Zalduando wants to know, how do I maintain weight loss?
0: Yes. Thank you for that question, Ruth, because that's that's what begs the question. That is the follow-up question. And I would say you are setting boundaries. I have my clients set boundaries. Boundaries. Once you've lost the weight, you go okay. This worked. I liked eating. Most of my clients love eating twice a day. So okay, that's going to be a new boundary. I'm not going to eat more than twice a day. I'm going to stick to whole food, plant based. Whatever it is, we set boundaries and then you stick to them because it means so much to you. And you do all the mindfulness exercises of your why and your your emotional to do list. And then you just every day you just you get on the scale. That's another boundary. A lot of people's, um keep. I, I recommend everyone get on a scale every day because. You know, if you have a meal off or whatever, if you go to Mexico in an emergency and you're like eating lots of guacamole, whatever happens, right? As long as you come back and you're not like, oh, I'll get on the scale next week, next Monday, next month, January. If you let it spiral out of control, that's when it's so hard to rein it back in. So the key is to just be on top of it, collect data, be very mindful about every single step of this process.
2: I love that. Thank you for that. Ruth, good luck to you as well. You mentioned. your dad's situation before and ember789 wants to know, you know, given your dad's situation, do you have any thoughts on where to begin after a major health situation? Again, I think this is a really interesting question.
0: I want to say thank you so much for this question. And I really appreciate it. And I, I can't believe I I put it out there on social media, which I never do this really. I got kind of like, I just explained what was going on a little bit. And I, I've never had Such an amazing response. Like, I was in tears all day long, like, these beautiful messages of people that could relate to the stuff I was going to and going through with my family and can relate to having a loved one that's suffering needlessly, dealing with all of that stuff. And I just, I'm so grateful for everyone out there that was supportive and sharing their stories. And I just felt really connected. I, I know it's like just social media, but it felt so connected to the world and to not feeling alone during this really scary time. And I think that's a great question. Where do you start after a major health situation? I always come back to this. It's like, no matter what, you have to want to make any changes. So so I guess talk from both sides of this. For me, if I had a major health situation, I think I would be, oh my gosh, like I'm going to do everything I can to to heal and get better and get back on track. Like that would be, I think, I don't want to judge even say that because I haven't been in that situation, hook on wood. But um, from the other side of it, watching someone like my father, who we've talked about this ever since we started the podcast because we had this other – same thing happened, similar thing happened last year to him. And he had a second chance and now he has a third chance. And he he's still kind of like laughing at me a little bit, like, oh yeah, Joel's, I'll try, I'll try. But like – you have to want it. So I would say from my from when it's you going through this, if you're asking about what you would do after a health situation, I would get as much education on the healthiest way to live, everything you could do to improve your diet, to be more active, to get more sleep, to have your social situation really good. Like everything you could do health-wise, listen to our podcast. We have so many great experts here that have shared so many wonderful tips on long-term wellness. And on the flip side of that, I have a lot of a lot. I think I have a lot more compassion even now, I think, because it's like that thing I always say, you could lead a human to healthy, but you can't make them eat. And I realize I even, I'm not bugging my parents about it. I'm just like, I'm here if you want help. I took my mom shopping. I was bringing her recipes, sending her recipes, but I'm not going to like impose myself or my beliefs on, the, on people anymore. And so I think all you could do is be a lighthouse, not a tugboat. And if it's someone you love and care about, you could just offer love and light and compassion and understand that maybe they're not there where they want to make these changes too. And that's something I'm really trying to come to terms with.
2: I love that. I love that. Community is so important. Um, okay. Here's our last question for the June Q and um, I have a hankering for something sweet to eat. I love your recipes. I love chocolate. Can you recommend any recipes that are still healthy, but will satisfy that craving?
0: Well, thank you for that question. And coincidentally, today when we are publishing this podcast, it's June 26th. It is officially National Chocolate Pudding Day. So thank you for saying you love my recipes. I have a chocolate pudding Recipe to share. I, in fact, I can't believe I do because it's the only one I've ever published. And this is from the vegetarian diet. It is six ingredients, so it's actually a healthy chocolate hazelnut chia pudding. A la, who doesn't like that chocolate hazelnut combination? Oh,
2: so good. If you don't, if you don't like it, there's something the matter with you. But moving on. Sorry. Yeah.
0: I'm glad you agree. Okay, I'm okay. gonna just. I'm just going to say it very quickly. So it's basically. And you can find this. Well, we should just publish this. We should put this in the show notes. I'm going to send this to you, Adam.
2: Absolutely should. Absolutely should.
0: Okay. So I'll go through it fast and then we will post it in the notes. But basically you take two cups of your favorite plant milk. I like unsweetened and I like cashew or whatever, soy, whatever. Three tablespoons of pure cacao powder, which is funner to say. More fun to say than cocoa. cocoa. And funner (laughs) is fun to say too. Two tablespoons of hazelnuts. Six to eight medium-sized dates, depending on how sweet you like it. You could also sub in like date syrup or date paste or maple syrup. A teaspoon of vanilla extract and six tablespoons of chia seeds, ch ch chia seeds that have all those omega-3 fatty acids. Basically, you puree everything in a blender, about 20 to 30 seconds, except for the chia seeds. Then you add the chia seeds and you blend just a little bit for about five seconds. And then you combine it and you stick them in cups, individual cups, and stick them in the fridge. And what's so cool about chia, it will swell. I think it swells like, I don't know, six times. It's size. just enormous little bubbles. It's so delicious. And so it's healthy. It's delicious. And I will post it. We will post it and share
2: with you in the notes. And because chia bubbles up, it's filling. It fills you up.
0: Totally. It's got all the fiber. It's got these omega-3 fats. It swells. And so it's satiety. Absolutely.
2: You just have to be careful at the end of the day, because when you brush your teeth and you spit out your toothpaste, you will spit out probably a bunch of chia seeds. That's that's (laughs) what's happening to me.
1: Yeah. Note to all you listeners out there who, like me, post braces have a permanent like wire. And so you got the little cement on the back of your teeth and the space between. Chia seeds, flax seeds—they love that space. I've had it happen both. To get <laughs> well, yourself a Sonicare.
2: This is great. This is a great, nice Q and A. Everybody, thank you, everybody, for submitting your questions. Really, really great.
0: Yes, thank you all so much, and uh, we really appreciate all of your questions. Happy June, happy healthy June, happy summer, and uh,
2: we'll see you all next month. But wait a second. Most importantly, happy chocolate pudding day. Happy chocolate pudding day.
1: Yeah, go eat some chocolate pudding. Go buy some rainbow carrots, everybody.
2: <laughs> Celebrate pride over some healthy chocolate pudding.
1: That's <laughs> great. Hey, and if you're in the and if you're in the Bay Area, I was just there last week and I went to this place which is called Wild Seed, I'm pretty sure. And I didn't even know I was going there. We went to go visit some friends, my wife and I, and they said, We're going to dinner. Okay, great. Let's go. And it was just off the block. And when I got there and we sat down, uh, I was like, oh, this is a full plant based restaurant, which frankly I'd never even heard of. And so they have all these interesting uh, plant alternatives to things. And I am telling you, it's the first time that I really didn't notice the feta cheese in the mesa plate, like wasn't feta cheese, it was cashew cheese or something like that. They have they call meatballs, meatballs, and they're made out of some other meat plant alternative. So, if you haven't done anything uh, plant-based, which is different this month and you're in the Bay Area, go over and check it out. Tell us on Facebook what you think. And maybe if we hear one of your stories, we'll talk about it next month.
2: Love it. Oh, and, and also just on that note too, you know I've been out of the, the healthy commission for a while just in terms of eating well and and working out and stuff. And so, I, I've recently been back to work. Now, I'm about to take a trip where I'm going to eat really terribly, but I'm going to love every second of it. But when I get back, I'm looking to do 30 days of movement and and eating healthily, meaning whole foods. I'm not going vegan or vegetarian, but no processed foods, no sugars and stuff like that. And I've done it before. I can do it again. So if anyone wants to take this ride with me, uh, please feel free I am going to start this officially, and my partner doesn't know this yet. But we can all tell them together. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to start this. I'm going to start this on Sunday, June 26th. Oh, I'm starting it today. <laughs> I'm start. I'm starting it today on Chocolate Pudding Day.
1: We, we talk. We recorded this today. We're putting it out today. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I but I am. I'm starting it. I'm starting it today because I do not like the idea of starting a new sort of regimen on a Monday. I'd much rather start it any day other than a Monday. So um, if anyone wants to start this journey with me, again, it's only 30 days. I would welcome it. Get on Juliana's uh, Facebook page and let us know if you'd like to do this uh, with me. It is not impossible at all, and there is safety in numbers.
0: I love that Stanford, and I'm gonna support you as your beloved uh, self-imposed dietitian. <laughs> I think we should document and have some accountability. You could send me your food journal. I'm here to support you let's let's talk about it. This is great.
2: I love it. and I you know very quick story. you know years ago, um, Juliana and I met to discuss my my eating journey at the time I was eating really, really poorly. and she said to me she's like, you know, before we meet, give me your food journal. And I said, okay. And of course I didn't do it. And of course the day we were supposed to meet, I wrote everything in. And let me tell you, she's a smart cookie because she knew from the jump, she's like, no, she's like, you need this. This is not what you did. You wrote this down. So I'm really, I really am. um, I'm not one who loves a lot of structure on my diet because I find it laborious, but I think you can do anything for 30 days and 30 days is not a long time. And as someone who moves anyway, five to six days a week, that part won't be the hard part. It's going to be the eating part. I'm not calling it a diet. I'm just calling it a little bit of a, of a, uh, of a food overhaul, if you will. And by the way, I'm also someone who loves sweets, loves, loves, loves sweets. So maybe I'll have some healthy chocolate pudding today, but after that um, we're going to take a break from those things.
0: Cheers to that. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that, Sanford. I love that. Of course. All right. Well, if you are all inspired like I am now with Sanford and enjoy the Choose You Now podcast, consider becoming a member of our Patreon page. You could visit us at patreon.com slash choose you now, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash choose you now to have access to exclusive content. Please subscribe to the show if you haven't already, rate and review us on iTunes, and send us an email with your questions and comments at chooseyounowpodcastgmail.com. At For nutrition services and more information, visit me at plantbaseddietitian.com. I invite you to choose yourself now, and we are signing off with lots of leafy green love.